That's right. We just give God glory and we give him praise. He has done so much for us. Amen. Amen. Last week, Josh preached about bringing Peter back into the kingdom. Restoring him so he could use him in his service. That is why Jesus has restored you and I. So that we can serve him and work in his kingdom. No, Josh and I did not plan our sermons together. It just happened that way. You can call it a God thing. Amen. But I'm going to ask you to stand with me as I read a scripture. Matthew chapter 20. Beginning with the first verse. Matthew chapter 20. And I'm reading out of the New American Standard. And it reads as thus. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. And when he had agreed with the laborers for a denarius for the day, he sent them into the vineyard. And he went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And to those he said, you also go into the vineyard and whatever is right, I will give you. And so they went. And again, he went out about the sixth and the ninth hour and did the same thing. And about the eleventh hour, he went out and found others standing around. And he said to them, why have you been standing here idle All day long. And they said to him, because no one hired us. He said to them, you go in the vineyard too. And when evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, call the laborers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last group to the first. When those hired about the 11 hour came, each one received a denarius. When those hired first came, they thought that they would receive more, but each of them also received a denarius. And when they received it, they grumbled at the landowner, saying, these last men have worked only one hour and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden and the scorching heat of the day. But he answered and said to one of them, friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? Take what is yours and go. But I wish to give to this last man the same as to you. It is not lawful for me to do. Is it? It is not lawful for me to do what I wish with what is my own. Or is your eye envious because I am generous? So the last shall be first and the first last. You may be seated. If there's a scripture that describes the true job description of a believer in Christ and places all Christians on the same level, 
regardless of where they work in the church or when they first receive Christ, this is it. The parable of the laborers working in the vineyard. A parable is a simple story used to illustrate a moral or spiritual lesson. Think about this. Just prior to the text, Jesus, after he had had a talk with a rich young ruler who refused to follow him because of his riches, tells his disciples, it is hard. It's easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. Now, I know some people believe that a needle was a small gate opening in the wall of Jerusalem. And since a camel was the largest animal in Palestine, it would be difficult, but not impossible, for the camel to go through if the camel crawled on its belly. But I believe what many theologians believe, that Jesus was talking about a regular sewing needle. And I brought one for you to see. I know some of you may have not seen a sewing needle. It's probably hard for you to see the needle less than the small opening in the needle. That would tell me that it would be virtually impossible for a camel to go through an eye of a needle. Just like it is impossible for men to be saved without God. So the disciples asked Jesus, then who can be saved? And Jesus said, with men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. This is when Peter said, To Jesus, we have left everything to follow you. What will we receive? And Jesus says, you're going to sit on 12 thrones and judge the 12 trials of Israel. You're going to receive much more and inherit eternal life. That is what prompted Jesus to tell them this parable. Because Jesus wanted to make sure his disciples were not concerned about riches and power and fame and glory and position. But they would be only concerned about serving him, working in his kingdom. That is why I want to talk to you today about working for Jesus. That sounds kind of simple, don't it? We sing about our Savior. We realize what he has done for each of us, that he has brought us from a mighty long way. Surely we should want to work for Jesus. Whether you know it or not, regardless of who you are, Regardless of where you are from, your ethnicity or 
your economic status. If you believe that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, whether you know it or not, you are working for Jesus. Not Josh, not John, not Bruce, not Heath, not Megan, not Bob. Not the praise team or the band. Not the sound crew or the security team. Not the nursery, nor the children team leaders. Or the cleanup crew. Or the secretary. You are working for Jesus because you are hired by him. I know some of you are probably thinking about now. I don't remember being hired by Jesus. And I definitely don't remember going on an interview. But let me share with you. When you ask Jesus to come into your heart and save your soul and you promise him that you would serve him all your days, that was your interview. And so you are working for Jesus. And it doesn't matter what you do, where you work, what talents you have, your job is important even if you are just sweeping and mopping the floors like Brother Willie and Sister Sabrina. It's important because you are working for Jesus. You're working for who? Now, I just told you a while ago, I I love a praise time. Look what Jesus said in the parable. He said, for the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. The kingdom of heaven refers to the manifestation of God's reign over the universe. His reign over your life. The landowner is Jesus. Why? Because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. He owned the cattle on a thousand hills. He owned the gold and the silver is his or are his. Early in the morning is sun up. It's 6 a.m. I know that might be early for some folks. Laborers are those who are hired by Jesus, you and I. And the vineyard is the place where you give service to the world. So if you are a member of Living Hope in Sherwood, This is your place of employment. It didn't got quiet in here. (laughs) This is where you give service. Because you are working for Jesus. This is where you use your talents. That God has given you so you can tell the world, I am serving Jesus Christ. 
Now, I know some of you feel about the same way about working in the church as you do about sitting on the front pews. That's probably why there are more of you sitting in the back than in the front. I don't know. It's a Baptist thing. You, you know, it seems as though the further I get away from the pulpit, the safer I am. <laughs> but we need you. God needs you. He has given you a gift that no one else has. You are special because you are working for Jesus. Now, I must tell you that you only will be paid a penny a day. Don't look at me like that. That's, that's what the scripture says. It says a denarius. That was the going wage back then. And I know a penny a day sound lousy, but it's not. I'll explain later. But what I can tell you is that since you are working for Jesus, you have the best benefit package in the world. Because when you are working for Jesus, you have a doctor in a sick room. You have a lawyer in a courtroom. You have a friend when you are friendless and you have a wonderful counselor when you need counseling. And much, much more. But you need to take away three things from the parable. The first thing you need to be aware of of those who are hired by Jesus, is you must be willing to work. Hmm. That's kind of plain, ain't it? You must be willing to use your talents and your gifts to serve the law. If you notice in the parable, regardless of the times that Jesus went out into the marketplace, where people were just hanging out. He would send them into the vineyard and the scriptures say, and they went their way. That means they were willing to work. If you look at the times, it says in verse three, it says, and he went out about the third hour. That's nine in the morning. Baker's hours. And saw the standing idle in the marketplace. And to those he said, you also go into the vineyard and whatever is right, I will give you. And so they went. And again, he went out about the sixth and ninth hour. That's high noon, 12 o'clock in the day, three o'clock in the afternoon. Boy, that was a working hour, wasn't it? really represent is that people come to Christ at different times. And it doesn't matter if you was living during the time of Moses or if you are living right now. You fall into one of those hours. But it says, 
And about the 11 hour, he went out and found others standing around. And he said to them, why have you been standing here idle all day long? And they said to him, because no one hired us. He said to them, you go into the vineyard. One thing I gather from this is that Jesus expects everyone he has hired to work. He expects everyone to go into the vineyard. No matter what gifts you have. He doesn't expect you to stand around idle. Or sit by idle. When there are so many lost souls out there. I gathered. When you first came to Christ. You saw someone who glowed, who had the love of God in their heart and were kind. You've maybe felt their persona, their spirit, and and you say, I want to be like them. Well, now, since you have come to Christ, you have to glow for someone else. Jesus didn't just save us to come in here and hear the beautiful songs and just praise him. And I just go back home and everything is all right. You must work in the vineyard. You must be willing to work. Let me share this with you. If you believe in Jesus and you are not working... You are underemployed. And if you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, you are spiritually unemployed. But I have good news for you. There are still some job openings. And I'm advertising right now. All you need is the desire to work for him. There is no background check. Because we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Jesus will accept you just as you are. He will change your heart. Make you brand new. And put you to work. So you must be willing to work. The second thing is your wages will be the same. No, we are not going to change the staff checks. I'm going to say that right now. And I know Josh would be happy with that. But when the evening came, the landowner said to the foreman, to the manager, to the steward, call the laborers and pay them their wages. Now you remember before I said that a penny a day was not a lousy pay for a Christian. You see, a penny a day was a day's wage back then But a day's wage for a Christian 
is different. Because a Christian day's work is a lifetime. And so they get paid for a lifetime. So what are you saying, preacher? Well, Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8, that we all will receive a crown of righteousness. James said in James 1 and 12 that we all will receive a crown of life. And Peter said in 1 Peter 5 and 4 that we all will receive a crown of glory. They all mean the same thing. Eternal life. No, we don't work. To be saved. We work because we are saved. The crown of righteousness, crown of life, a crown of glory, eternal life is given to you. Because of your faith in Jesus. But the word wages in verse 8 or the word hire in the King James Version means something else. It means rewards. So not only will you receive eternal life given to you, but you will receive rewards. And what God has for you, it is for you. In the parable, apparently, that wasn't good enough for some of the workers. They were concerned about what the other workers were receiving. Because they started to complain. Now think about this. If you were getting the same thing as everybody else. Regardless when you started working, wouldn't you be happy? Look what they did. They started to complain. Verse 10 says, when those hired first came, they thought that they would receive more. But each of them also received a denarius. When they received it, they grumbled at the landowner. Saying, these last men have worked only one hour and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden and the scorching heat of the day. They were saying, we've been here all day. They've been here one hour and you're giving them the same thing. I want to share something with you. In God's eyesight, No one is better than anyone else. No one really works harder than anyone else. Maybe you have more energy. Or maybe you've been taking your insure. I had to throw that out, you know. Because I do take it every now and then. (laughs) The key is. God will pay you the same. No one should be 
jealous hearted of envious of what God gives somebody else. Or what they do, uh, where they work. You must remember that the Bible is not a window for you to look out at someone else. The Bible is a mirror for you to look at yourself. Look what Jesus said. But he answered and said to one of them, Friend, I'm doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for denarius? Take what is yours and go. But I wish to give to this last man the same as to you. Is it not lawful for me to do what I wish with what is my own? Is your eye envious because I am generous? Jesus said, it belongs to me. I can give them whatever I wanted to give them. Sometimes we lose sight of that. We are more concerned what others are doing, what others have, than what we are doing for God. Or what position this person is in, And what position I'm in. Let me share something with you. Whether Jesus give you one talent, two talents, or five talents, if you use him for his glory, he's going to say the same thing to you than the one that has the five. Well done, thy good and faithful servant. You're going to have a mansion just like everybody else. Even though that word really means room. But I don't know about you. After living down here almost 70 years, I just want a room in God's kingdom. What about you? I told you it was three things. The first one I said, you must be willing to work. The second one, your wages would be the same. And the last thing you need to know about those hired by Jesus, you must work while it's day. The evening came. Here it represents 6 p.m., but in our life, the evening represents The end of our life. You must do all you can while you can. Jesus said in John chapter 9 verse 4. I must work the works of him that sent me. While it's day. When the night cometh no man can work. Work cease. Work is over. God has placed in each of you special gifts. And you should use them for him. I can tell you right now, I can't sing like the praise team. I mean, I I can in the bathtub. (laughs) And I can't play one of the instruments. But I'm thankful to God that he can use me in any way he sees fit. 
I want to say to you this morning, don't sell yourself short. You are made by God. You have been restored by him to be used by him so the world can see. All you have to do is to be willing to work. Don't worry about the wages and work while it's day. God will forever bless you. Amen. Amen. Who do we work for? Jesus. Who do we work for? Jesus. Who do we work for? Jesus. I had to get that one out. <laughs> but everyone, please stand. There might be someone that Who don't have a relationship with Jesus. I'm going to ask the ministers to come down front. Might be someone who somehow have backslid. Jesus can restore you. Makes no difference where you are in life. I'm going to ask you to come. Maybe you want to have someone to pray with you or to talk with you. Or maybe you just want to come and spend time with God and just kneel and pray. Maybe you want to take communion because you already have a relationship with Jesus. And you just want to thank him in your heart for what he has done for you. Maybe you just want to give back to him just a portion of what he has given to you. I'm going to ask if you would come at this time.